Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Resting Place Tampa. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear. And we would love to see you at a gathering soon. For more resources like this, head to trpfamily.org. Um, you know, God wants us to be able to, to discern, you know, the times and seasons. You know, he invites us into that. And it really doesn't take a lot of spiritual discernment or profit to tell you what the world is experiencing right now, what season they're in, which is really calling um, evil good and good evil. And, but do we know what season we're in? And I really do believe there is a huge battle over identity right now. I mean, obviously there's always been, but I feel like um, God is highlighting that now. There is a battle over identity and not just uh, those who don't know Jesus, but the enemy honestly doesn't care whether you're here or not. Doesn't care if you're in church, but he does care if you know who you are. He does not want you to know who you are. He does not want you to walk fully in who you are. He does not want you to be unveiled and to discover your identity. So what about us? You know, I was asking these questions of the Lord. You know, there's no way I'm thinking that I could call evil good, right? But it's way more subtle than that. You see, the devil hates you, and the devil hates righteousness, and hates the fact that Jesus made you right, and there's nothing he can do about it. Nothing, because you were made right by Jesus. No matter what we do in life from this point on, it doesn't matter. You were made righteous, not because of our behavior, but because of what Jesus did. I really need you to get that today. It doesn't matter how you behave. You are right with God because of what Jesus did. We have the righteousness of Christ because we said yes to him. So... He can't do anything about it, but he can deceive you. And so what you agree with, you give power to. If someone is deceived, they don't know they're deceived, right? You've heard this before. It's really frustrating to me. I'm like, this is so frustrating. First of all, don't ever think you can't be deceived. <laughs> don't be foolish. We can all be deceived, okay? But if we don't know we're deceived, then how are we going to find out if we're deceived? Good question. I have two ways uh, that can really help you. One is the church. The church should be the place to expose deception. And it really breaks my heart to see how many people are leaving the church. Throwing out principles because, yes, like Caleb said, maybe there's been harm in the past, but you don't throw out God's plan for church just because that did happen. We don't neglect the things of God. Church should be a, a place that exposes deception. And there should be someone in your life that is holding you accountable for your walk, that you can trust, that is safe. Pride conceals deception, but humility reveals conception, that very thing that began in seed form. The purpose of the church really is to equip you so that you become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ, to be Christ-like. This is your destiny. That's in Ephesians 4.13. Um, and really, you know, 
Our destiny isn't to go to heaven. Our destiny is to, to mature, to, to attain the full measure of who Christ is within us. That's our destiny, is maturing. Back to the question, how do I know if I'm calling evil good and good evil? Here's a better question. What do you tolerate in your walk with Jesus? What behaviors do, do you justify that does not glorify God? Or maybe I am calling something good that God doesn't. Here's a few of the ones that were traps for me. Offense, jealousy, strife, pride, resentment, bitterness, and unforgiveness. I literally have walked in every single one of these things as a believer, guys. I've tolerated them in my life a few years back. Um, and you, you would think, why in the world would you, would you tolerate such things? I want to I just tell you something that really was helpful to me. Just because I was presented with a thought of jealousy doesn't make me a jealous person, right? Just because you're presented with something, it can take root when you agree with them, but it will never change your identity, okay? So we do give power to what we agree with, but God gave us a new nature. So again, I'm not a jealous person, but I can be presented with jealousy. I really believe this is going to be helpful for us, for all of us in this room. So you can be presented uh, with, with resentment, let's say. Um, I, you resent someone. They did something to you, and it hurts you. And without even blinking an eye in a second, you can take up offense. Literally, it happens that fast. So subtly, so quickly, you've agreed with it, and now it's taken root and it's growing, right? That's how it happens. You're presented with it. But God gave you, again, he gave you a new nature. So why in the world would I do that? Why would I tolerate it? If, here's something that Scott Smiley helped me with. If our behaviors don't line up with our desired outcome, we're probably believing a lie. Okay, if, if my behavior does not line up with my desired outcome, I'm believing a lie. And I said this last gathering, this is a really good practical example. If I want to grow in intimacy with my husband who's in the front row, um, if all I'm doing is stirring up strife, which I've, I have done in the past, that's not going to, I'm not going <laughs> to attain what I want. If my behavior doesn't line up with desired outcome, I'm actually believing a lie right now between our relationship. I'm probably believing that my needs aren't going to get met. That's usually what it boils down to. Or it's shame and fear. Shame and fear keep us from maturing because it traps us in our behaviors. And a great way to measure if you are trapped in fear and shame is ask yourself, can I freely confess what I'm struggling with with, with someone with if I'm struggling with pride or jealousy or judgment or any of those things, can I, do I feel free to share that with someone? Hey, I'm dealing with this. Again, pride conceals deception, but humility reveals. Um, let's take a look at a few scriptures. Proverbs 18.9, an offended friend is harder to win back than a fortified city. Arguments separate friends like a gate locked with bars. I've experienced this, guys, with offense, and it's true. Proverbs 14.30, a heart at peace gives life to the body, but envy rots the bones. 
Come on now. Caleb talked about, you know, making famous people our idols, you know. Just even thinking about when we're presented with a life and a lifestyle that we think, I need that. That's an unmet need. And we do not understand that all of our needs are met through the Lord. We give birth. It, it, a seed is planted right there in your mind that you should have that. You should be that. Um, and it literally rots your bones. Proverbs ten twelve: Hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all offenses. Love covers all offenses. All. All. <laughs> Proverbs 27, 2. Let another praise you and not your own mouth. A stranger and not your own lips. I'm deciding how real I should be. The real real, um, you know, if you feel the need, like I have, to praise yourself, I, I just want to tell you there's no shame. You, you probably have an unmet need. This is an unmet need, guys. These are all traps of the enemy. These are all traps of the enemy. We have been set free from such things. But for some of us, they become a stronghold. And I want to say that making a bad choice doesn't change your nature. You will always be a son and a daughter. But our choices do affect our abundant life as a believer. They affect our well-being, not your identity. And behaviors don't determine... They don't determine your identity. Behaviors reflect how much I know about my identity and who I belong to. That's really a reflection. So if I'm behaving in a way, if I find myself, it happens so fast, guys. It's, it's so interesting to me how I can, we can, including myself, be on top of the world one moment with the Lord and just feel like, I'm in that zone, like I'm living for the Lord. My heart is just so for the Lord. And then the next minute, it's like, whoa, what just happened? How did this happen? You know, some of us have been through church hurt, abuse, and, and we've been betrayed. And I don't want to minimize that. But you were created to carry that. You were not, you were not created to carry the weight of those things. You are actually self-protecting. You're in self-protection for survival, and we were not created to protect ourselves in that way. You know, the Lord is the protector of our hearts, and we were created to carry kingdom. And so we behave what we believe. If I believe everyone around me is going to hurt me, what's going to happen? Walls are going to come up. And I might, I might keep bad out, but I'm also keeping good out. And so what do you believe about yourself and others? So I want to say, if you look in a mirror and you do not see the face of someone Jesus absolutely loves, not just on a good day, right? Not on a day where I'm just like, I'm doing great, but on your worst day, that day when you're yelling at your kids, that day when you're yelling at your spouse, can you look in the mirror and say, Jesus adores that? I really believe we have systematically decided when Jesus can love us which means I have systematically determined what is acceptable in order for Jesus to love others. 
we withhold from others when we fail to see the true nature of Christ in, ourself, in ourselves. Um, Hebrews 12, 14 through 15. Strive for peace with everyone and for, the holy, and for the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble and by many become defiled. 1 Corinthians 14, 20. Brothers, do not be children in your thinking. Be infants in evil, but in your thinking be mature. Ephesians 4.32, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. So let me ask you, are you those things for yourself? Not just for each other. We're a family, not just for each other. But do you strive for peace with yourself? And to allow the grace of God to flow in your life? Do you allow yourself to find ways to be mature in your thinking? Are you kind to yourself? Are you tenderhearted to yourself? Do you forgive yourself? So what I want to say is, this is who we are now. This is what the scripture says we are now. Ephesians 5, 8 says, for at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Whatever is light is of God. Whatever is dark is not. And he tells us what is. We can know if it is or isn't. 1 Peter 2, 9, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people of his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into the marvelous light. Ephesians 2, 10, for you are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that you would walk in them. He already prepared for you to walk in them. It's already been made available to you. It's already been planned. He already created that opportunity, and we get to step into it. But we don't know who we are. It prevents us from stepping into it. Colossians 3, 3, for you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. This was one of my number one questions. What actually died? What did die? Because I'm not feeling any of this. That part of you, that old nature, the, the part where you tried to strive to do right, to be right, has died. Jesus did. He made you right. And so that old nature, that one that you could do whatever you wanted and nothing bothered you, but now it does. So if that's dead, why are these things still happening? Why am I still dealing with this? It's through our agreements, guys. If it's not in Jesus, we've agreed with the enemy. Our real life is hidden in Christ. So if it's not in Christ, it's not in me, but he wants you to believe it is. He wants you to think that you are the problem. So when I'm presented with jealousy, pride, bitterness, all those things, I get to make a choice. And Caleb's wife, Jamadi, made a good, I, this is going to be so helpful to you because I'm a visual person. This is a good visual. If you got a package delivered to your door and it wasn't yours, you would send it back. So when you're presented with pride, when you're presented with bitterness, when you're presented with judgment, you get to send that back. It does not belong to you. Do not have to agree with it. So, you know, I just, I'm here to tell you the good news 
It's easy for you to choose the right thing because Christ is in you. It is easy for God to heal your hurts because Christ is in you. It is easy for you to walk in forgiveness. It is easy for you to be unoffendable. I'm sorry. It's time to we kick all these things out. It's time for us to get rid of resentment and unforgiveness and bitterness and all those things. And I feel like in our effort to push back on um, legalism and religious spirit, which rightly we should, we've swung the pendulum way over here and we have forgotten these things are not good they will destroy our lives they will destroy our very walk with Jesus and they will prevent you from fully becoming all that Christ called you to be and so we have tolerated these things guys we've called them good because we've hurt we've justified it but I believe God is saying, know who you are, know who you belong to. That's why we have the Jesus lab. That's why we have Activate, to, for, for the Lord to show us who we are. It's not a one-time thing. Who I am now was not who I realized five years ago. This is a lifelong journey. And so we, we justify all these things, and we try to say, well, it's because of my past trauma. I understand that. I've had past drama, but we, we're not supposed to carry those things. It's time to move. And it, it always starts in a seed. It is usually never loud. Pride conceals. Pride conceals to think that, you know, we can't be deceived. Pride conceals, but humility reveals. So now what? Now what do we do? Well, I'll tell you. It's time for us to be vulnerable and humble ourselves before the Lord. It's time to ask what we really believe. Maybe, it's, maybe you're dealing with fear and shame, and I really believe there isn't room for any of this anymore. I just feel the Lord saying, it's time to deal with these things. Let's uncover these lies. Let's humble ourselves. Let's confess what we're experiencing so that he can do the work. He can do it. It's time, to, it's time to forgive. It's time for every lie that has crept up to be uprooted. Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Resting Place Tampa. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear. And we would love to see you at a gathering soon. For more resources like this, head to trpfamily.org.